Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Radiant Black Podcast. This is a podcast about the massive verse, you know, created, of course, by Kyle Higgins and Marcelo Costa. I'm your host, Bash, and I'm joined by my friends and my fellow hosts, Ali and Matt. How are you guys doing today? Pretty I'm good. doing good. Oh. Oh, I was going to say, go for it. Go for <laughs> no, it. I'm, uh, I'm doing good. Um, you told me a Pepsi is all. Nah, nah, I'll take the call. I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's been, it's, been a, it's been a long day. I'm excited to talk uh, some dead lucky. Uh, issue 10 today with these guys. Hopefully, Char- Charlie couldn't make it with us today, but um, hopefully, we'll have him next time. How about you, Matt? Doing good. Uh, it's nice to see more Massiverse titles. Like, we're I'm just used to getting like so many like every week, so it's nice to uh, you know, we're getting back almost to that flow of having a ton of them. Though, I don't think we're ever going to get to that point where there is like two or three books at a time, which I think is beneficial in a lot of ways. But no, I'm excited to talk about Dead Lucky. Uh, it's another world building issue, and uh, we've got two left in this arc. And uh, this feels like a kind of like a book that's in the middle, but uh, we'll talk about it. Definitely, like wiser words couldn't have been said regarding the status of the book. It feels like we're just due for the end of an arc. I'm curious to see, as everyone else has been, whether it's going to be the end of the volume or the end of the run. Um, but I guess we'll have to wait and find out. One thing that's recently returned is Amazon on Invincible. Oh, sorry, Amazon. Invincible on Amazon. There you go. Invincible on Amazon Prime. So, or Prime Video. Um, season two, episode one. And you got you guys know we love Invincible. Obviously, it was one of the big reasons that we wanted to check out Radiant Black. And the first episode I thought was fantastic. What did you guys think? Uh, it was great. Like, it's been a long, long, long wait. Like, oh my, what, like a year and a half? Like, it was crazy, almost two years, but they nailed it. it, it they kept at the pace. It felt like they didn't take a break. And they got a lot done in that first episode, and I, I loved it. The only thing I'm mad about is that we're just getting like four at a time. Uh, they're, they're piecing them up. What about you, Ali? Yeah, I loved it. I think the, the thing that impressed me the most is that, like you said, they put a lot into that first episode. Like, they are not slowing down, they're not pulling their punches. They went gear right away so um, i'm definitely excited for what's to come yeah it's really interesting you know us like we're all obviously readers of the series so we could see a lot of what's being set up in 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 retro you know in retrospect looking back and looking forward of course i think for a lot of other people it's really interesting to see them try to figure it out and like work out the puzzle i'm really i've been privy to a few conversations uh you know on theories regarding like what's going to happen with the like multiverse uh, aspect or the you know the, dim- the multi-dimensional aspects of it all and uh, it's just been really fun hearing people's theories because you know we know exactly where this is going it's going to be fantastic I'm, i can't wait to see how they're going to change it of course from the comic yeah. books or innovate it in their own way but um safe to say it was a hell of a debut yeah and omni man's making his way to more combat like tonight or tomorrow <laughs> yeah. or something like that so like it's really cool to see them open the door for for image characters we've had spawn in mortal Kombat and now omni man like Battle Beast, I don't know, I, was my ideal pick, but like it's really cool to see these characters and Homelander now too from uh, Dynamite, right? Who does the boys? Well, Amazon either way has the. I think they switched published. Either way, we're getting in the weeds, but yeah, yeah, it's really cool just to see Invincible's impact and what that means for Image and books like this when you have the creator of Invincible comparing Radiant Black to it right on the cover of Volume One, right? So we're really only like two degrees away from that in the uh, in the Massiverse, which is fun. There's also yeah. that um, there's also that Adam Eve game coming out on Steam pretty soon too. Yeah, uh, the villains like Universal or something that got me kind of hooked on it. I was, I was yeah, I was like mildly interested, but like yeah, I mean I can't see how that could be bad. Skybound Games seems to be uh, picking it up, so could be good. 
Definitely. Yeah. And so we've got a lot of books on FOC this week, including Radiant Black. So we've had a clarification. If you look on Lunar, it says that Radiant Black um, 27, 27.5, 28, and 28.5 are on final order cutoff this week, as well as Rogue Sun 17 and 18. Uh, Michael Basudel, editor of the Massiverse, has clarified that this is uh, a mistake because it's only supposed to be Rogue Sun 17 and Radiant Black 27 and 27.5 that are on FOC this week. We know people have been having some issues getting uh, either 26 or 26.5 or both. And we just want to say we, we feel you. We've had those issues too. We've tried to communicate with Kyle Higgins and with everyone else. And he actually responded to uh, some in the Discord saying, the situation with Diamond is ultra annoying. Yet another reason why publishers have been leaving Diamond. By the sound of it, all Lunar orders were delivered to stores without a problem. Additionally, though, despite notices from Lunar, Diamond, Image, and myself, a bunch of retailers stir on across the fact that it's two unique books. We changed the numbering to 0.5 to help convey to them that both are necessary. The direct market is in rough shape. Nothing is selling particularly well. Uh, there are too many books from way too many publishers and retailers are stretched razor thin trying to keep up with everything. And he said, we're going to keep making awesome books and working to get the word out. I'm optimistic that things will get leveled out and things uh, things will basically get back on track. Of course, we always give the benefit of the doubt to the Massiverse and everyone involved because they've never let us down. They've always, um, you know, listened to our feedback and, and incorporated things that we love as readers and as buyers. So safe to say, I think things it's just a matter of time while things get back on, uh, you know, on, on regular rotation. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping it happens sooner than later, though, because it kind of sucks waiting longer than a month for an yeah, issue. Really yeah. I'm not going to lie, but um, yeah. Yeah. When you're trailblazing, sometimes the path isn't always clear. And like, there's been a lot of big swings, like just doing stuff like a QR code that releases on the same time as that video. Like, there's been a lot of magic moments that went by seamlessly. It's only when things don't go as smoothly that you notice them not mm. going as well. And, you know, I've been thinking about a lot. And after seeing the results, of course, like I've been thinking probably would have been easier if they just made it the cover B and just made like a note on the cover, like different, different story than the other one. And at least ordering, I feel like that could have been a lot easier for retailers, but the 0.5 is also, you know, that makes it evident, but it also makes it a lot more difficult. So it does muddy the waters a bit, but Hey, we're going to get through this. They're going to be collected much easier, I'm sure. And you know, it'll just be a little speed bump on the, on the road to the, uh, you know, catalyst war and getting through it. But what can you say? Speaking of that, Next volume is either a going to be a really thick book, um, or they're going to have to split it up into two different trades. Is that is that thick with three C's? I'm just making sure. Four C's. That's oh, basically bullshit. twelve issues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I preferred if there was all together because I don't like it when events are split up into part one, part two, unless they're like massive. Well, I mean, this is massive versa, maybe, but <laughs> I I'd rather just have the cal this one book. I think it would be pretty interesting on a reread to read them all in a row, like all of Marshall's timeline and all of Nathan's timeline. I think that'd be pretty cool too once uh, once the volume comes out or the event is over. That's a good point. Yeah, like a Catalyst War Deluxe Edition or something. That would be awesome. Yeah, something like, like that. Big-ass book collecting all of them. That would yeah. be pretty sweet. I'd be happy to pay for that. Um, oh, yeah. And then just one last thing I want to clarify is we also do the Rogue Sun podcast, which I highly recommend you check out. We talk about all things Rogue Sun. We are, we're same guy, same crew on this team, does the same uh, thing there, which is with fiery goodness. The one thing I do want to mention is that when we got the latest wave of Image Comics solicits, 
we saw that there was no new rogue sun issue solicited. Now this can mean multiple things. It could mean that because they're expecting or anticipating more delays that eventually it'll even out to where rogue sun 18 does release on that month. So instead of soliciting a future issue, we'll have just a different shuffle of the timeline, which I think all things considered is probable. I don't want to say it's, 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 it's like, you know, likely, but I want to say it could be potentially the case. Another thing is that they might just go on hiatus just because that's the end of another major story arc and they'll have more time. Either way, we'll probably ask Ryan soon. Um, I think new solicits for the upcoming month, the upcoming, I think March or April, 2024 is coming up in the next week or so. So at least we'll get, a, we'll get to see maybe if there's one then either way. You guys know we love Rogue Sun, and uh, I really hope that it keeps going. You know, like yeah, I, I, there's plenty of meat on the bone there with Rogue Sun. I think they could continue for a long time. Uh, but yeah, we'll see where it ends up. If it gets canceled, I'll be super bummed out. Same thing with Dead Lucky, but like Rogue Sun, especially, I just personally really connected with, and uh, I hope it continues. I know Ryan's getting a lot, a lot of uh, he's doing the Infernals, and I think he's writing some other like DC kind of titles or like uh, something like that. So we'll see where it ends up. But I think we're all hoping Rogue Sun continues. Yeah, for sure. And for all you onesies, no one is on FOC this week as well. We got no one uh, number seven, cover A, B, and C. It was the C being the Walking Dead anniversary cover with freaking Rick. I think it's Rick or Shane. I can't really tell. It's, I don't want to like I think it's it right the Rick now. cover. If I recall correctly, I'm pretty sure yeah. like it was like, oh, was no Rick. one gets like the Rick cover as the main guy. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. It's Rick. Yeah, I think it is Rick. Yep. So there you go. No one and Rick. Does it get more badass than that, guys? Um, connecting cover, of course, with all the other Walking Dead and uh, yeah. Massiverse 20th anniversary covers. And those wondering where our no one coverage is, how do you know it's not out there? Hidden. <laughs> how do you know you it's not on some codes. server? Exactly. You got to crack yeah. the codes. Come on, onesies. I've been waiting to get your feedback from the real real fans that have found our coverage. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so no one number seven, make sure you're picking that up too. That's been fantastic. Podcast uh, on the side, like any universe podcast yeah. to follow with every issue. Patton Pat Oswald, who's in the new yeah. Ghostbusters and stuff, like movie star Patton Oswald. He's in the show with Kevin James, the hottest meme of the fall. Like, come on, <laughs> let's go. So, yeah, <laughs> big time. Like, yeah. That is a big effort, Kyle. And, and Patton's written comic books too. So, like, uh, Patton's a real, like, nerd's nerd. Gotta love Patton. Oh, all. yeah. Alternatives and, and uh, I forget what the other one was right before it. That was really good too. So, check those out. Uh, I think that's it for FOC, guys. In terms of big big talk, let's talk about what we're here to talk about, which is the dead lucky number 10. Yep. So I'm going to put up some images here. Let's see. So things were pretty heated when we last left dead lucky. It was uh, Pyre and uh, dead lucky against the world, it seemed like, with Marobots surrounding them, and uh, the protocol was overwritten. So it was pretty intense, and uh, get to see that, uh, that in this issue. I think we ended too on uh, Jimmy Moss in the tub, right? Yeah. Trying to figure out what he's trying to do with uh, with the serum or the solution. That sounds yeah. like a bad name for whatever reason. What? Moss in the <laughs> Jimmy, tub? Jimmy Moss in the tub. Oh, yeah, Moss in the tub. There you go. Who's <laughs> tub thumping? Yeah. <laughs> Moss well, in the I actually tub, lied right. about the FOC things. But first of all, before we continue to the FOC talk, I want to tell you about our – oh, there we go – our sponsor – Comic Nation US. So Comic Nation US now delivering in, I believe it's the UK, Canada, and America. I want to say those are the three. Um, Comic so, Empire, Jesus. Going beyond go. the nation. <laughs> there That's you go, cool. guys. 
all your new comic book day needs. You already get 15% off all your orders, and you can use code Reading Black Podcast for an extra 5% off, totaling 20% off your pre-orders. They also have reward points, which you could use to utilize to get uh, cool things like discounts and other stuff uh, for our future orders. And, you know, they have a huge FOC catalog, every single book you could want. Everything gets delivered minty, fresh. Couldn't recommend them enough myself. See, you see, it's the background is space because that's their coverage as well. They actually also <laughs> deliver to space, radiant style, baby. So you're uh, already buying comics. It, no reason not oh, yeah. to get twenty percent off when you're getting your books on FOC. That's a pretty sweet deal. Everywhere from America to existence, they got you covered. So check out Comic Nation US. <laughs> All right, so. Um, Coming next is we've got the Dead Lucky number 12 cover, which as you can see, whoopsie, there we go. As you can see, is a very, it's like a homage to Dead Lucky number one, almost the reverse, right? Where she's yeah, out of costume. Yeah. Hmm. What do you guys think? Cover. I like it. Yeah. Love I the colors. We, we had that background in an issue before. I don't remember which one exactly, but I, I believe it was in the, the first volume. So it's definitely giving me like a full circle moment between the first and the 12th issue. Yeah, that's why there's been a lot of speculation this could be the end of Dead Lucky. I don't know, but at least it would tie up the bookends pretty nicely if this was the end for a while, at least. I, I think it's really clever. And like this cover it sticks out a lot to, uh, more so than, than most of the other covers. Do. So good job. Agreed. It's a really nice cover. I really dig it. I can't wait to get it to complete the run. I think it's a really... If this is the end of the run, I think it's a really nice way to close out the run visually in terms of the covers. And I can't wait to read the story because it just it gave me a lot. We, we were talking about it a lot when we first saw the cover. We were wondering what the outcome was going to be, whether it's going to be the end. It's a very curious time for Dead Lucky. Yeah. Without further ado, this is Dead Lucky number 10. Uh, this is the issue we're covering today. Obviously, spoilers, full spoilers. This is by Melissa Flores. I don't know where the credit page is. I had one. Melissa Flores, French Carlo Magno, Mattia Iacono, and Becca Carey. Of course, editor and designer Michael Basudel. And I believe production art designed by Wesley Griffith. So, And of course, we always get the amazing cooking recipes by Sandra Wynn. So you, you really, this is just an awesome book for that reason alone. Um, the, the trade is that much thicker because of those awesome recipes. <laughs> we, still, we still have to do one one of these days. We, we're going to do I one know. for sure. Yeah. yeah, it's just hard to coordinate that, but we gotta we gotta find a way. We'll get in the cosmic kitchen and get cooking and do some stuff. I don't know. <laughs> could be trouble. Could be trouble. But yeah, I'm excited for that. And it's always a win with Sandra's uh, Sandra's recipes. Really, like it spices up the issues and gives it that uh, certain je ne sais quoi at the end, which is always nice. Yeah, je ne sais quoi. So say on a... <laughs> this is an interesting issue because as you can look at the cover there, it's subtle, but if you're if you've got a keen massiverse eye. It's uh, something you can notice is that we've got obviously the standard Maro bots there, but we've also got the more lethal uh, new bots that we're going to see are introduced inside this issue, you know, elevating the stakes. And, and as we saw last issue, there's now a lethal kill command that's been activated and we're trying to figure out how and whom, by whom that it was, uh, who activated it, God damn it. Anyways, so as we see the 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 place is still a war zone, shit's still going crazy. I thought this one particular panel was really interesting because we can see ghosts like basically straddling like one of the Maro bots with the it's like That's a cool. whip yeah yeah it's I a flame whip 
before that, like he went to swing on like the uh, lamppost and like I, I they didn't show the lamppost again, but I'm pretty sure it would have melted like instantly and not work. But it was still cool <laughs> that he can get his like thwip on and stuff. That's good stuff. A little Spider-Man action. <laughs> yeah. It's tis the season, right? Spider-Man 2, we're still in the aftermath of that. And I want, I'm wondering where Pyro's Adidas costume is. I think that's upcoming probably. I don't know if Kyle's wearing that deal, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, let's let's not go there, please. I have, I have very strong feelings about that. But uh, honestly, just from those first few pages, I don't think these uh, street bots are made to handle people like of yeah. uh, Pyre and, uh, and Dead Lucky's Caliber. They're, they're kind of folding pretty easily. Yeah, it's true. And that's we see later on that there is an answer for that, uh, apparently. But yeah, I think you're right. It's just for keeping civilians aligned. Like the heads almost look like cameras. Yeah. just to like in, yeah, imply yeah. you're being viewed, right? Like the surveillance kind of deal. Like a panoptic prison when you think you're being watched is when you'll behave a lot differently than when you don't. Which I, I like that little design aspect. Definitely. Exactly. One, one thing I wanted to mention earlier is that we do start the issue where we're talking to uh, – Jimmy Moss basically find out that he's dying. So the six, this experiment might have not gone as successful, though we are seeing some changes to his complexion, his face. There's some weird colors popping up. So perhaps there is something taking root. And he lets Corinne know that he wants to replicate the uh, where where they are at in terms of replicating the formula or the the compound or whatever it is, because they need to uh, he needs to be able to save himself to save Morrow. So obviously he's still a delusional prick. And that's where we cut back to the battlefield. But I just thought that would be important to mention because we see some development for Jimmy Moss. Yeah, it could be yeah, like and apparently. Go ahead, go for go it. I was going to say it's kind of like Joker in like Arkham City, right? Where he's all messed up, and then I'm not going to spoil Arkham City, but uh, I don't think Jimmy's going to stay on the on the on the on the bench for a while. I think that like it looks like we're going to get. I think we're going to get some Android stuff going on once he gets the goo because we have like the panels on the faces. So yeah. Anyways, what were we saying? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see what he turns out to be, like his the extent of his powers or whatever. But I just find it interesting that he doesn't care what's happening with the Morrow box. So this tells me that this whole Morrow Enterprise company that he's running is just about keeping him alive. Like I believe we, for the first time, we finally understand his true motivation. Oh yeah, I, I like that idea. It's like Prometheus kind of. Like I like yeah. that. In my head, Ken, I like the idea that he's not actually sick. He has like a cold or something. Like, I'm dying, Corn. Like, he's just really rich. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good take, though. I, yeah, I like yeah. your take, though. Like, I think that's actually that makes a lot of sense, you know? And he seems so unbothered by everything that's going Yeah. And, and like, BB here is not sure how to de escalate the situation. So, even though, like, there's this, you know, the middle of Warzone started, the bots are all lethal right now. Torrid's in the middle. Uh, she sees. Uh, yeah, toward there, try to, and she recommends to get the civilians clear. That's where we go back to Pyre and Stoker, who are actually in the middle of the warfare. She needs, she, this is a funny moment actually, where because Stoker is in the middle, she wants to yell to Ghost to save her. So she says, Ghost, I need you. And that's where, got, that's where Pyre is just like, What? And she's like, Not you. <laughs> I thought that was an, a, a funny, appropriately funny moment. Actually, yeah. I really like the expression there by French. I love how she like, looks embarrassed through the mask. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Super emotive, amazing stuff. Um, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's really the most expressive moment with the mask on, unless there's other moments where she's like angry, like in like finales and stuff. But that moment does stick out a lot of like, oh, what? <laughs> like, I like that. Yeah. Also, this, yeah, uh, it, this maybe. I just have a question real quick. I, this may be my fault, but what, what are Stoker's powers? Nobody Does he have powers, or is he just like I mean, a fighter? 
Is he, I think is he just, yeah, I think he's just like so far, at least based on what we've seen, I think he's just a fire dude. Like he just maybe he's like Pyro, where he can like manipulate it but can't make fire. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Maybe Stoke and fire, Stoke and Pyre. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Maybe just Stoke. Oh, yeah, that's you're not, true. Yeah. Like yeah. he's like the yeah the the light. It hasn't trash. been explicitly said. <laughs> yeah. He stokes his flames. I don't know. He goes to the store to get the gasoline or something. Are they just waiting for us to give them ideas and they're just putting him in the book until someone comes up with a really good idea and they're like, oh yeah, that was his power all along actually. He was just getting his ass whooped in these panels. But, uh... I'm going to do that. That's a good move. Like, <laughs> you write something, someone starts a podcast and you just post up and like, oh shit. No. I don't know. I think we definitely know what ideas we're doing and there's been a lot like laid out here, especially, although like we have been wanting a mech and uh, we got one. Anyways, yeah. that's later on. But yeah, we get uh, a little bit more of Winston in this issue too. Yeah, Winston gets the chill. I'm really curious about like what BB says in the next panel, where she's like, "Since when have you not cared about like, uh, uh, you know, like uh, collateral damage?" I thought that was particularly interesting because she's letting them know, like, okay, he turned the place into a war zone. Um, obviously, as we progress down the issue, we see that Mario's in the shitter. They're in a crisis, and everyone from within, like, shit's going down because they're trying to figure out who authorized the lethal kill command in terms of, like, letting the robots go. But that's where they're panicking because they're beginning to worry that people are going to dig in deeper into the sinister things that they've been up to, including these, what do they call them? Um, the 426? Yeah, but are they like war? They're specifically made for war, right? Or something like that? They're like war bots? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so basically the AIDS but protocol... She said it's not meant for the streets. Yeah. yeah. Um, Valentine yeah. said it's not, it's not meant for the streets. Yeah, so the AIDS protocol is confirmed again. Someone triggers the protocol again. Is it, is it, is it Valentine that's doing it? That's a question. Know. I don't know who it is. I mean, it could be anyone. Like, I almost think like it could be even like Guy. Even it could be freaking. You know, uh, what's his face? It could you be know. Jimmy. Yeah, it could, it could be, be Jimmy. Could be, Jimmy's a good question too because he doesn't care, but he does seem off his game. He doesn't seem like he planned this. Like, I'm done. I mean, maybe he did, but he seemed pretty frazzled. Like, I don't care what's going on. I'm sick. You know, I'm dying. So it's either way. But it could be Jimmy. Are we missing yeah. anybody? Like, I don't think. I don't think we are. Like, who who else could possibly do this? I don't know. I don't know. I do want to say though, we were talking about this earlier. Their designs are really cool, like the the D four twenty six or whatever it's called. Yeah, they do look freaking awesome. Yeah, so really cool design. I think it really adds lore to the Morrow verse aspect of the Masterverse, right? Or the Morrow aspect of the Masterverse, I guess you could say. So Mm -hmm. just the Morrow aspect where you focus more on the tech side. I think this is a really cool development, and I really enjoyed the aesthetics. I I'm curious on like Maria's. I, Maria's reaction, I think, kind of uh, like made us like her even more as a character because she's always been someone who's held her convictions like strongly. Mm-hmm. And I think we see more of that in this issue where her first reaction to this is disgust and guilt because she feels like instead of being part of this really shady ass company, she should be out there trying to help the people. And that's immediately what she does after this reaction. Yeah, there's a bit of this in like Walking Dead arcs when you see people like. I mean, pretending to be like work with the saviors to like maybe turn on them or something like that. But like, this would have been a, this was a moment. Where, like, geez, is this a time to turn Maria? Like, to if you can prevent these bots or how, somehow get them to self destruct. But I get that she's a crucial person on the inside of Morrow that can't do it quite yet. But you didn't have to say like, oh, you got here pretty late to, later on in the issue to uh, to BB when it's like you did unleash these robots and stuff like that. But I guess I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I hope there's a good chat like later in issue 11. Like, oh, these big ass robots. Yeah, they come from here. This is the base. Because like, otherwise you're unleashing hell and you could have, she could have potentially stopped it. Like she could probably take Valentine. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see that. Yeah, plus Valentine's working the desk for a while, right? So like Maria's probably more used to like, you know, being on the streets and like combat and stuff. Anyway, just a thought. It's interesting though that we see that this actually comes back later in the moment because as we as we turn our shift back to Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco where BB and Pi are amidst all, you know, the war zone part of the city, we see that the bots have been uh, called into duty. So we have the rest of the, the bot the rest of BB's bots are here. And the, and that's where Maria interrupts the call to let her know, okay, the protocol was activated again, this time in the financial, she said what, uh, in the financial district or something like that. And uh, it, she's just telling them that, yeah, this is where she says one of them is a war machine. So yeah. this yeah. is like, yeah, definitely made for, for war or something like that. And that's where we see uh, that Lucky complete the extraction of Stoker. She gets him to safety and that's where she tells him that, she needs him and Pyre to go help the civilians. Um, but that's where we see the Pyre's true face because he says he doesn't give a shit about the fire because they didn't start the fire. They just want to let Maro burn. Um, that's where I think our, their paths diverge because Dead Lucky, a.k.a. Uh, Viviana, she plays as the true hero, right? We see the eight protocols confirmed. Rather mm. than linger on and try to... Uh, what do you call it? P persuade people? Him. Yeah, or yeah, she goes to save people. And specifically, we see this moment come back where Maria, who has jumped to the aid of a child behind a rock and is about to be exterminated by one of these new D426 bots, she's just saved. She's saved just in time by Bibiana, right? Who who manages to roll in with her bots, save them. Mm -hmm. We can see in the background of this image, and that's where. And on the other hand, by pure like luck and opportunity. Pyre happens to encounter Kane, who is there to actually provide support to Viviana and uh, and the rest of the Morrow people. So, yeah. Ghost, in, sorry, Pyre intercepts this and is very happy, as you can see here. He's got her in the, by the neck, and he starts yeah. destroying all her shade. That, I forget what they're called. The what are they called? The, the drones. The drones. Yeah, the drones. He yeah. starts this, taking down the drones one by one. That's where it's a big oh shit moment for uh, Bibiana because yes, on the one hand she saved Maria and they have this really cute moment, you know, their fingers touch. Maybe there's something a little bit more there. Uh, Bibiana, Bibiana has to jump straight back into the bot and get the fuck out because as Winston updates her, uh, Spaceman has taken out only two of them, but there's still a currently active D426, and Kane's up on the roof to provide support with the drones, but. That's not the case because, as we see in this image, Dre fucking Kane's got her ass whooped by <laughs> like look at that smacked in the face at the bottom right panel there. So yeah, that, that looked like it hurt. That looked yeah. like it hurt. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that just knocked her out. Yeah, Kane and not able to defend herself against Pyre when he's really pissed and like he's just killing the drones. Like he doesn't care. It, I, I I dig it. Also, what you mentioned earlier about Pyre, like this is like the heel turn for him. Like the really. Uh, you know, kind of, you know, just saying, I don't care if it all burns. Like, you remember, like, BB went home feeling like a failure. Like, she lost all her people, but she had a support system. She had Eddie. She had her parents and stuff like that. Pyre crawled out of the friggin' desert and got shot at and stuff like that. So that <laughs> might jade you when you already died, you know, which I don't know what it's like when your brain restarts or however the hell he came back, you know. So it's not justified, but you understand how we ended up on this path.
Right, right. It's not like a complete change of character. It definitely led up to that moment. Uh, I want to add to, do you guys find it kind of sus that Stoker doesn't speak? Like, he's, he's just chilling there. He's silent. Like, now yeah. I'm starting to be suspicious of Stoker. What if he's like a double, double agent? Yeah, it could be a robot, too, that they don't want to fool anybody, right? Because we're working with tech. <laughs> you never I know. Like that. Is that, I don't know. Seriously. I like that. I, I just want to know what he does, though. I know. It's so mysterious. It's all I can think about right now. It's like, what? Is this Man, guy's just like the tracksuit mafia? You know what I mean? Like green tracksuit looking radiant costume. I don't know what it is. Maybe he can feed off power because like Bram Stoker Dracula and he like feeds off like Dracula feeds off blood. I don't know. That's that's just a long shot, but the names usually mean something and stoking yeah. planets, but also who knows? But or yeah, maybe I think that's stoking chaos. It's true. It's <laughs> a good point. He is always there like whenever shit gets really wild. And then mm-hmm. he leaves to go do who knows what. So that's interesting. Well, we don't know. It could be a robot. Could be he. Could be a, a female. We've seen he, that trick pulled. He disappears again. We see Pyre with with Kane, but where the hell is Stoker? Who knows? It's probably yeah, work on his next scheme. <laughs> <laughs> They're figuring yeah. out his powers. He's a working. He's a working uh, progress. But um, I I do think the reaction of Bibiana to this is badass, where she just goes like, "I don't need Kane, I got this," and she's like, "Go squad, active formation!" And then we see <laughs> yeah. the moment you've all been waiting for: the Megazord of the robots. They all come together to form the Dead Lucky Squad formation. There you go. Oh, yeah. So honestly, I think the robots never looked better. Like this makes so much sense to me. This is how the robot should always look. It should just be one big ass fucking robot. I understand why it's not this way. Like, I, I, that makes complete sense to me. But once you see it like this, you're kind of like, I don't know if we can ever go back. It's too good. It it's clicks. like, like something just yeah. clicks. Yeah. yeah. It just looks it? so much better. Yeah. When we first saw BB then a supermassive, was this the robot behind her or was it the other one? Because I feel like there was a giant ass robot behind her. Like, I'd, we'd have to go and look, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It could, it might I'll not even be it. this one. But like I feel like back in the, there was like a massive one behind her, bigger than whatever. I could be wrong, but either way, um, BB and her various robots are always a nice addition to her kit, and this was really cool. Th- this robot looks like you take some hits and yep. dish some out. As oh, as yeah. cool as I think this robot is, and as 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 long as I've waited for this moment, I do miss like Ghost's face. You know how like in the first volume he he had like yeah. a little face. I I kind of miss that design. Um, mm. I, I love the Megazoid too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. That's actually a really good point. So this is the final page that we end on this issue. It's a really big moment. Obviously a great cliffhanger to end on because the next issue, it's going to be, there's going to be some payoff. We're going to see some ass kicking. I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen, especially with the, like the thing that's interesting me the most right now is who released the, the kill order, the, yeah, I think did we see this last issue and we just forgot? Because that's also possible. I feel like who unleashed? I I feel like it just happened. Uh, but I mean, I could I could check. But I, I did feel like it was just like kill order. I'll check. Whoa, and whoa. Uh, I I checked supermassive. Um, hmm. We actually Different. in in that no, no it, it's actually multiple bots around her. You can oh, see okay. this three. Okay, so it's the squad probably. Okay. Yeah. What I what. I, what I'm just realizing is, ah, we can talk about it at a different time, but I think that what she killed, like the little cat creature she killed, I think that's um, from Infernal Girl Red, actually. Jesus. 
I don't think we saw who did. I think it just was like a protocol. Like it literally just was like a yeah. red screen that came up and was like, yeah, no, we, we never, we never saw who did it. We just saw the robots kind of change. Their their visor turns red, and uh, they say the, it, the protocol is activated. and They start shooting. Yeah, could you're be right. no one. Could be a big crossover coming. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> who knows? But uh, I think we've got a lot of uh, we've got a lot kindling as we head into this uh, these last uh, two issues, at least uh, as far as we know. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested. Uh, I think Matt said it earlier, but this one moved a lot of pieces forward. Uh, it, it you know did a lot of laying out for the future issues. So this was a really good uh, like piece plot setter, I guess you could say for future issues. I don't think it's as good as the last issue because some of it was similar, but I think I, that doesn't take away from how good this issue was. I, I just I just I just think this one's more of a setup as opposed to yeah. showing you the payoff. So yeah, I, I do think it makes the last two issues really, really uh, more exciting because I think they paced it out really well. Because now we can yeah. dunk it for the last two issues. We just have that where we can just go through. Assuming these are the last two issues, like, as far as yeah. we've seen. We don't know if it's ending on 12. There have been no confirmations or anything. Um, for what I will say is that if it does end at 12, I do hope they make another volume in the future because it's been such a great story. And I think um, it'd be cool to explore other aspects of the story. Or yeah, at least see her in, in Supermassive 2024. Mm. For yeah, sure. The fight's never really over uh, if you're a soldier, right? And, like, uh, we could have her... We need, like, a general to bring her back in, like, Rambo for all those sequels and stuff like that <laughs> going on. Like, I think it'd be great. BB would be a great character just to have around, just in the nexus of the Massiverse to bring in. Like, if there's a Catalyst War, I still would like to see BB come in because there's a bunch of robots, right? And I feel like that'd be a perfect place to bring her in. Um, yeah. But I, we'll see, right? Um, it'd be nice to see her going forward because she really is, especially in, in groups, I think she's a great leader like we saw in Supermassive 2. Uh, Supermassive uh, for those who <laughs> like puns. But yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm excited to see the conclusion of this arc at the very least. I agree. Um, yeah, I think it's been it's been an exciting arc. I can't wait for to see what happens at the end. I'm very curious like what what's going to happen to jimmy moss how that's all going to play out because is he going to turn into like something else or is he going to be like a cyborg i don't know is he going to you know what i mean is he going to be like yeah. half human half robot I'm, I'm just curious to see how the whole thing's going to play out it has been exciting i hope the next issue we, we get more reveals and more focus on the the other players because I'm, I'm very curious to see where that goes and i'm i think what we're all still curious about whether we're going to see eddie as a ghost so yeah that's so i still i'm still banking on that happening yeah. yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's pretty much it in terms of our patrons. dead lucky coverage. Oh, yes, patrons. So let's talk about our patrons. Obviously, we've got the Radiant Black Podcast Patreon, and you could subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, you know, help us keep the lights on, get the show going. It, it, it's just something we always use towards improving the show, making new segments. We have a newsletter recently. We were supposed to release it, but it's in work in progress because of all the delays. It's kind of shifted some of the content. But it will come out. Um, so as you can see, yeah, we've got our uh, patrons. So we want to say thank you to our patrons, Noah M, Patrick, Joe J, and Jordan C. You guys are amazing. We appreciate your patronage. If you are interested in our Patreon, it's I think we have two tiers. One that's the price of a comic in Canada, so $3.99 Canadian, which is even cheaper than US. And then one's like $1.99. So yeah, we appreciate any and all forms of support. Uh, we really do. And you know, we always even if you're just a listener and you listen to our show, you could just leave a like, subscribe, or please just leave a podcast review. That helps us a lot. And or you know, the fact that sponsor. people listen to us. A go yeah. with Comic Nation, use that code. That kind of stuff goes a long way into uh, helping the podcast grow and making it uh, work. Just like buying the books really helps the Massiverse continue on. And we appreciate all that support. 
listening likes uh, the feedback is great too even just on top of the algorithm it's just really nice to hear other people listening and getting in on the discussion so i i do want to thank all our listeners it's the podcast doesn't happen without you guys and we wouldn't have a rogue sun podcast without you know such great feedback and like thanks a lot and we really do appreciate everything you guys do yeah definitely we wouldn't be here without yeah so please uh yeah we, we still can't believe people take the time out of the day sometimes so listen let's talk about <laughs> wow. the massiverse so it's great but i guess we have interesting and fun things to say about it but uh yeah i think that's pretty much it for this week ladies and gentlemen where are you going to see us next i believe the next issue we we were looking at this earlier and we're not entirely sure what the next issue is coming out is right i'm, I'm it, it no one radium black and rogue sun are foc this week that means one of them is going to be the next one assuming they all release around the same time so well, it'll be foc thing if uh, neither of those come in no, i'm just kidding we'll see though uh <laughs> yeah. i feel like it might be rogue sun but we'll see right it's, mm. it's hard to tell but at least we got the books <laughs> that's true and we will have some interesting videos coming soon one of which is the, the fan casting we've been talking about that's in the works can't wait to do that it's coming out very soon uh, just a matter of time before 2024. I'll say that <laughs> before 2024. Before Miyamoto yeah. drops the Zelda cast, we'll have our casting out. Okay. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, stay tuned to the Reading Black podcast. We'll see you next time, ladies and gentlemen. Stay reading. Peace.